Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. So topic today, I was curious, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, I was almost going to do a solo episode on it just because we've been having such a hard time getting together. Um, but I was like, no, because I kind of have such such strong feelings on it. And if if the girls have like other strong feelings, I think it would just make for a much richer conversation. Um, I wanted to know how you guys feel about taking time away from spiritual practices. So, and so my thoughts on it are that there are periods of time in our life when I think that that is actually necessary. Like it's necessary to step back from all the things from the meditations or the prayer or the, like whatever it is you're doing, that there's times when it's, it's not only appropriate, but actually necessary to sometimes not be doing those things. And I wanted to gauge your thoughts on on that Jen you look eager to speak yeah I'm so eager so I posted a couple of weeks ago maybe even last week maybe it was yesterday some days the days <laughs> fast about being addicted to healing and like addicted to what's wrong with me and I feel like this plays into that sometimes when we get into spiritual work we get I got obsessed, not everybody. I got obsessed with fixing what was wrong. And I was just looking at, just like so focused on what's wrong. What's wrong? I need to do something different. I must need to go deeper. I must need to meditate more. I must need to keep excavating what is wrong with me to heal this, to not feel like this, whatever it was. And it wasn't until I released all that shitty belief that then I propelled so much more forward because I wasn't focused on it. And it makes sense, right? Because what we focus on is what freaking grows. And so I see this even with like a lot of clients. There's a few in particular in the last week that are like so focused on figuring out what's wrong with them all the time. And that, you know, certain aspects of their life aren't changing because they're so focused on what's wrong. Nothing gets better. Like you're just looking for what's wrong. You're just, focused on the negative instead of being like finding what lights you up and sometimes yeah, I like being in in the what is so because I get caught in the oh like I'm growing and so that version of me over there is going to be way more evolved and knowing and whatever yeah. than this version of me now instead of actually being in the version of me now and being like oh yeah actually there, there's a there's a syndrome it's an actual like scientific blah 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 and I can't You're remember what it's it. called but it's where um it because it, I actually talked to someone when I was in music I was like what is happening because I you know had been playing bass for x amount of time and all of a sudden I was just like I, I like I have such a hard time playing because I can hear every mistake and every like nuance that's not there and all this stuff and 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 basically he said that that's something that happens is when you get better at something, you start to see where all of those like little flaws are because basically, cause you're better at it and you start to feel worse at it. So it's, it, it's, but it's a, it's an actual legitimate thing. I think actually we've talked about it <laughs> very long yeah. ago. Yeah. It always, it does seem to fit in perfectly for a lot of our conversations though. I'm having a hard time figuring out like when is appropriate to not be spiritual. It's, it's not like you just stop being spiritual, but mm -hmm. it's, it's that you stop, like <laughs> it's that you, you take 
time away from spiritual practices. And this is what I mean. Like I, so I, and I'll, I'll share my like theory behind it and stuff, but the, this is why I thought it might like, we disagree, which I was kind of hoping for, but it's like, um, it's just that there was uh so I've, whatever I'll share. So I've been going through something and I was just finding that I was meditating and I was journaling mm. and I was reflecting and I was doing all the things and yet there I was not sleeping at night, stressed out. I wasn't eating. I, it was just like, I was very much in a space where I was not happy or healthy. And the irony, and I don't even know how this happened, you guys, but anyways, I got a Nintendo Switch and I started playing this Nintendo and then I started sleeping. I stopped meditating, stopped journaling, stopped doing all the like, you know, inquiry and all this stuff. Um, so I started playing this Nintendo and that was the only thing that got me sleeping and got me like kind of, and so it just made me pull back and kind of go interesting, like that this thing that is deemed as an unhealthy coping mechanism <laughs> has actually had much more healthy results than my, you know, this excavating that I've been doing. And it's not to say like, I, I think there are like, obviously lines and boundaries are for unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, but I also, it's, it's like, you could also compare it to, and this is like what I mean, this is like a little dangerous fine line here, but it, it's like, you know, have you ever gone out and just had like a full on balls to the wall night of drinking? And it just felt like it like shook you straight and you're like, okay, now I can kind of do things again. So it's kind of like, fun. Yeah. I guess so. And so it's, it's like just taking the, like, um, I basically, it's kind of like, I guess what I've noticed is I'm like, oh, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Cause I've always just been so harsh about labeling them that way. Like that's an unhealthy coping mechanism. Drinking is an unhealthy coping mechanism. Video games, it's an unhealthy coping mechanism. There are healthy coping mechanisms. Go have a bath, go do this, go do this. But I was doing all of them and I was still a wreck and I was a therapy, like you guys name it. I was doing all of it. And so, and none of it was making me feel good. And then I went and got this switch for whatever weird reason, but I'm totally into it. You needed it. <laughs> so it really, you could look at that as still a spiritual practice because you knew exactly what you needed and it fell into your lap when you needed it. I guess so. It was very In subconscious though. I was like, yes, I'm going to buy a Nintendo Switch with my <laughs> savings. Like what? <laughs> Why though? I haven't played a Game Boy since I was like 15. It's <laughs> so fun though. Um, what I hear, like, so what I hear from you is that you were using spiritual practices and suffering for them. And anytime we suffer for something or we're so hyper-focused and we can't, you know, let go because there is that, uh, the yoga principle of a paragraha is non-attachment to not suffer. And if you're suffering for your spiritual practice or your spiritual practice is making you suffer, it's gone one end too far. I so I, I 100% think, and yeah, the drinking is balls to the walls, super fun <laughs> till the next day. And then I go into my spiritual hangover of how I suck at life and spirituality. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, I do get like those kind of, um, you know, anytime I do something that I feel like was not spiritual, I beat myself up pretty hard about that. So I've been actually creating dialogue in my head now where it's like I love you Melanie you're perfect like all of that stuff when I start going oh my god you did this like me and uh yeah we went to that new wine and whiskey place um in Okotoks and I like obviously I had wine and um 
we stayed long. <laughs> and Jai's like, they kept saying goodbye. <laughs> I was like, they did. We stayed so long, so long. And uh, yeah, I was like, I felt bad for, cause I'm usually pretty hyper aware of people and, and, you know, boundaries and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't believe that. I'm sure maybe he was just reading into it anyways, but those are the things that I kind of like, you know, spiral in on is, oh, I should have known, which is crazy because I'm human. Yeah, you are human. I just wonder if it's like the the spiritual equivalent of like, you know how people will say, okay, yeah, you know, you eat the, eat the kale and, and have the green smoothies and do the yoga, but then, you know, tacos, balance. Yeah. I just wonder <laughs> if there's like something to be said about like, yes, do the meditation, do, do the journaling, do uh, the self-reflection and go binge drink one night. <laughs> like if it's just like the spiritual equivalent of tacos, you know, maybe just... sometimes you gotta just eat eat tacos so I have been you know spiritually indulging in tacos and it's been very therapeutic (laughs) spiritually indulging yes (laughs) that takes me to another thing that like I I'd like to run past you guys maybe in this podcast or another but the more spiritual um practices you integrate and, and it just becomes part of your life and you're doing that work and that internal structure excavation do you notice that alcohol hits you harder Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? I, I do. Drink. I rarely yeah. drink anymore and I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah. Being able to do it at a numb level. Yeah. For this, like, but, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just. Yeah, it falls to the wall or zero. <laughs> That's what it feels like it does now. <laughs> I find, um, yeah, like I can have more than like a glass of wine, honestly, or like one drink. Just dancing then, in the street naked. Yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> It sticks with me longer and maybe it's because I'm more in tune with my body now and the fogginess of it all I don't know but it definitely I miss the carefreeness of like not noticing that the next day but at the same time I don't miss it either if that makes yeah. any sense like it's like, it's got to be a thing because like a lot of spiritual leaders are just naturally evolved to not drink not that there was always a problem but for some of them yes but I think it is just that self-observation and really, truly a form of punishment as well. I'm not stopping drinking for a little bit, guys, but I do I do notice it. As, I do still like a glass of wine, but I do notice it as like uh, things are going well. Oh, I'll have a glass of wine, maybe two, and then I'll feel like shit the next morning. And then it's like, oh, damn, restart. <laughs> Days at zero. But uh, yeah, I, I noticed that it it is more of like... In, it's a sneaky punishment in the disguise of a celebration tool. Mm-hmm. Cause we are also um, like society based is quite alcohol based for celebration. Music. Yeah. Like I'm sure tell me, I don't think you don't, do you have any alcohol songs, but if you listen to like country, it's all alcohol. Same yeah. with like R and B, like, I don't know. The yeah. Stuff- kids listening to right now and just like oh popping pills though that's what I hear out of those like popping <laughs> pills I'm like oh what kind of pills guys Brett Flintstones <laughs> that's exactly what came to my mind I was like you mean Flintstone vitamins <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that was, it was funny because when I was doing some reevaluation of my genre and um, like trying to categorize my most recent album, um, I was like, I, I don't fit in country. And that was essentially why mm. it was all about like tailgate parties and beer drinking and stuff. And I was like, um, hey, all the power to you. But I, I just didn't have any of that content. So that was mm. why I chose a different um I, I chose a different uh what's it called genre for for to designate what genre that album. Are you? that album i think we went with singer songwriter um just because i basically it's like kind of sitting there going like what playlist would you wind up on so i just looked at a bunch of artists that i was like well i think i'd fit on this kind of playlist and there was a lot of uh it was between that and i think adult alternative or alternative or something like that um but uh anyways it was actually tricky because that album has so much like for like sound variety, variety but yeah. singer songwriter also um has a lot of dynamic so or diversity in the sound i, like I have to share this so ella cranks music when she showers now and i think it's the cutest thing right because she's nine and she's really into it and usually it's like all descendants based completely and she is <laughs> singing at the top of her lungs and i'm like what song is this what song is this Oh, it's almost famous. By Tanya made it into the descendants list. <laughs> nice. Oh, that one hits hard. Um on it. Oh, it was so cute. And but it is, it's a great song. Oh well thank you. I love her singing that song. <laughs> that one that one's near and dear to my heart, actually. I like that one. Um, so I have another, like, I'm, I'm going to push back on you, Mel, a little bit, just because, again, that was the whole, whole point of this episode, right, is I was just seeing if we could, like, get into some, like, friendly, yeah. friendly back and forth. So what if your perspective about drinking was more of, like, it's spiritual tacos and less, like, would you, because, like, I wonder if some of that relationship to the experience, because you said you have this, like, spiritual hangover, you're like, oh, I feel like that wasn't the best choice or I'm punishing myself. Do you think that that could be your relationship and perception around alcohol and that could be adjusted or shifted and it could actually just be what it is which is just a couple of glasses of wine is it just a belief system because the higher ups in spirituality aren't a fan yeah Maybe. no it's not at all um because what it does inside of my head is it like it unlocks all the monsters so the next day they're all like oh you feel like shit we're here to support you. And then it's like, ah, all the, all of that dialogue, like sneaking in on me. So I know, um, and I do have a belief system, like my belief system is do what makes you happy. Like I've based my life around that. I don't really, I, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not dogmatic about a lot of things in my life. Like even the training I'm going to teach tonight, I know that it's very traditional in the style that I was taught, but I also still rock it very intuitively. And so I, I like my Reiki, I will teach them the traditional and then I'll say, go buck wild, <laughs> like yes. also go buck wild. But uh, no, I, for me, it's that on a regular day, I have a pretty strong grip on those voices that happen inside of my head. But if they have any kind of opening, they're like and alcohol because I come from an alcoholic family. So there could be uh, belief systems tied to that, um, like that I don't want to go down that road. But I really just feel like one, alcohol is spirits. Alcohol opens your body, your energy centers to invite ghosts in and it, it hijacks you. You'll end up doing things and it also shuts off the logic part of your brain. So you end up doing things that you are going to regret. Even if you just have like one glass and feel a little bit 
uh, fuzzy. You just aren't fully you. You're just not you. And but um, if it turns off logic, yeah, I, I'm. There'd I'm, be a fine spot where you could be like, "Oh, I'm freaking tapped in right here." This is what I was <laughs> hoping for, guys. This is going yeah. well. Because I'm kind of yeah, going like, yeah, I, okay. I don't but- know if I ever feel tapped in when I'm drinking. I truly, I don't think, like, I've, of course, had those conversations when you're like, yeah, girl, I get you and I see you and stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I've ever had, like, a really, um, yeah, well, and again, maybe it doesn't always have to be, like, an, an evolution or an excavation. But, yeah, I don't know if shutting that logic part off. Um, enhances any of my natural abilities i think i haven't experienced it either but like just even you saying the logic piece i'm like "Mm, would there be like a tiny window there i think (laughs) it's obviously different for everybody and i think that each individual is going to have their own relationship with like the various outlets like coping mechanisms because like we're talking about alcohol right now but this could be all encompassing this could be marijuana this could be video games this could be like tv social media like insert any like addicted thing and yeah cheesecake um (laughs) so you know put in anything i think that it's our like relationship to that thing that is really what deems it to be unhealthy or healthy um as like as a part of our lives and um, I think that there's like two analogies that come to mind. So this one was, uh, was some guru, somebody that said it, I can't remember. I'm so sorry, but there, he basically said, um, you know, ice cream, ice cream is great. Ice cream is wonderful. And if you want to go and have ice cream, then that's, that's wonderful. But if all of a sudden you start to need to have ice cream, like if the lack of ice cream mm-hmm. makes you angry, upset, or whatever, he's like, then you need to reevaluate your relationship with ice cream. And the other this is the same guy that got addicted to teaching people about unbecoming their addictions. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, geez, I, I'll think of it, but I know who you're talking about. He actually, he, like, so he teaches people to unwind addiction. And then he realized that he was addicted to teaching about addiction, to healing others. So like, so you can get addicted to even helping people. Yeah. That's how crazy addiction is. Yeah. We really are. That's like when I said, it's like, whatever you suffer for, you need to take a break from. (laughs) That is like, that's the thing that you need to like make space around. And then my other analogy around it, and I, I use this one a little bit, uh, and it came up in a reading recently, but it, it, it applies to so many things, um, but it's kind of going, okay, you have a knife, and with a knife, you could lovingly prepare your family's dinner, or you could kill someone. So how are you using, how are you using your knife? And so it's kind of going to everything in life is a tool and it's just, what is it being used for? So I think that there's a lot of people we use these like unhealthy coping mechanisms as unhealthy coping mechanisms to what shut something down, to turn something away, to turn something off, to whatever. And then I think there's a way that you can use them and that it's like aligning with your values or it's fun or it's supportive or makes you happy or whatever. It's like, um it's kind of just yeah like even it reminds me of like what you said in one of our previous more recent podcasts melanie about your son where you're like hey i'm cool with you playing video games but you're not like happy and kind and nice like you're being Mm -hmm. you know 
rude or attitude or I, I'm not trying to uh, insert words in your mouth. I just can't remember. Oh, the they're, they're appropriate. Okay. <laughs> and you know, you're being this way. So if, if this thing makes you happy, then I need to see that in the way that you behave. And so that that's, kind of, I guess, kind of what I think too, is like what, like, so even your assessment of your own behaviors, Mel, if you're like noticing, okay, within myself, here's what I notice after I drink, this is not, this is not aligning with what I want to be or who I am or, you know, like how I feel good in my own body. So that's something that doesn't align with you. And then there might be someone else who has like a couple glasses of wine and like an example of it. And I'm not saying like, I don't, I don't drink and read, um, anymore mostly 99% of the time there's that 1% but anyways um, I don't do readings and drink but when I first started I almost had to because I needed I needed the liquid courage like I would not have otherwise opened my cards up because I was so terrified of judgment that I basically I'm not saying it was the best way but it was the way that got me reading and then eventually I wasn't reading like I didn't need alcohol because I was brave enough to just do the reading but it was something that kind of got me there. It was also, I used to take a shot of tequila before I'd go play a show. It was just one. And, but it just, it was just enough to like stop my over analytical, whatever from like taking over the performance and making me appear nervous instead of, you know, carefree. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Anyways, like I said, I just, I feel like there's uh, something to be said for uh, incorporating certain things as tools even though mm-hmm. they can have this kind of like negative connotation as coping mechanisms. It, I, it, I think even um, my dad is in AA and he talks to me all the time about the things that I'm posting, how he's like, well, I grew up in the program, right? But I don't remember it like that, but he relates it back to me through the program. And even inside of AA, they say that you, there, it's a problem when it's creating a problem in your life. So if it's not a problem in your life, if there's no uh, serious consequences, then maybe it's manageable for you. But if it's creating this space, like for me, I'll spend a whole day and I'm like a naturally, I don't, my brain doesn't go down that road a ton, but on the, um, well, we went out last night and I had a couple glasses of wine with our Greek food and I feel fine. Uh, no like monsters coming out of their cage today, but it is like when I feel I guess for me, because I am so hypersensitive to my world around me, if I'm not picking up on that all the time, the next morning I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I missed this. I must have missed that. You know, like I have this uh, this worry that I, um, behind it that I can't explain. And it's just no, it's not good for me. Not to say that I don't like, because I was saying to my son, I'm like, you can't drive after you drink because you just can't trust yourself because your logic is gone. And so I think that that's the thing is that I can't trust myself and trust is my life purpose number. And so that's like a very important thing to me. I've worked very hard to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So that maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. I think back to like, even like the beginning of this time where you were talking about like, I've done all of the things. I think we think sometimes that those coping mechanisms are also spiritual bypassing and if we're aware that we're not spiritual bypassing and sometimes we need to just to get through a stage of life too like yes spiritual bypassing serves a purpose (laughs) like there are times where you are 
I, like I always believe everything happens for a reason you are everything is perfect right like even when you do have those days and it reminds you like you go longer between or whatever but yeah their spiritual bypassing sometimes serves to get the brain and body through something before it can process it because mm -hmm. you just can't in that moment and like I think of you Tanya with like or anybody that has small children that aren't able to sleep like they would have normally slept like you're not in the same brain space and so you do need to bypass some of the heavier things just to get through the stage and season of life you're in like we all have different seasons mm -hmm. of life I'm in a really easy season with my children they're pretty independent I can dig pretty deep on things if I want to I have the space in my days to be able to fully finish thoughts and journal practices or meditations if I want to but if I think back to even like even two years ago I still wasn't able to do that all of the time whenever I wanted mm -hmm. and that that really makes like that creates some suffering in the brain when it can't like dive in hey mm -hmm. I think that that's a big thing is if you don't have space to do the deep dives that you need to be doing it creates like this internal war where it's like, okay, I know I have to look at this, but I don't have time. And that, yeah, that's a whole another thing. That could be a whole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very fulfilled by how this whole conversation unwound. So thank you for <laughs> being, being here and, uh, and showing up with your, with your I, feelings and thoughts. I think we just have to look at what makes us happy each moment. Mm -hmm. I think every yeah. single hour of the day, what is going to make me feel better right now? What is going to nourish me right now? If it's Nintendo Switch for the next hour, cool. There's going to be a point what where games? you're like, no, I Mario need Kart. to burn all the <laughs> shit out, or I need to burn some shit, or I need to smudge the shit out of my house, whatever it is. But mm -hmm. if you honestly ask yourself all the time what you need, you will know what you need. Just don't judge the answer. You're you're judging yeah. Nintendo Switch is the answer. <laughs> I did it. Uh, I didn't have a Nintendo Switch, but right when I first separated um, from my marriage, I got my first um, set of Oracle cards, and I just like locked myself in my room. And my kids were small, like seven and ten, and I would lock myself in my room and just pull spreads all day. And I was like, oh, I really, I really, uh, I. I wish that I had have had more conscious awareness around that because yeah. yeah, I missed some important things, I think, just by like getting going into that space. But yes, agree. I've happen. been there as well. Not in this yeah. same scenario, but just like in that addiction of trying to like dig deep and heal things. I yeah. was living my daily life. Well, it's fun too, so right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just like pull some more things. What else can you tell yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then finally, oh my God, speaking of, so um, I was not being very disciplined. I think last time we met, I told you that I needed to go finish my stuff. But anyways, Google Docs suck. It sucks. Their formatting sucks. <laughs> I spent like a whole day trying to get some proper spacing going on. And so then I'd go to my cards in the morning and the cards, obviously the universe was like, Melanie, you do not have time for this. And so I kept pulling, uh, it's this Kim Cron's uh, animal spirit guidebook. I pulled the fire ant three or four times in a row. I can't remember. It was three or four. And I was like, okay, like, so it's like um, not being disciplined and not being focused and the, all that stuff. So then it was like, how do you heal it? going for solo walks and walks at night. And I was like, 
well, I'll go for a solo walk in the day. And that's like a double whammy. I went for a walk around the block. I came back, pulled the same card. And then, I, and then I was like, okay, you're telling me I got to go do the thing. <laughs> it was like, get the heck out of here. No one wants to see a bunch of ants on their card around like a little hot spot in the center. I was like, I do not want to be the fire ant. <laughs> so I haven't had time to go back, but I better get a unicorn. Because <laughs> everything's complete. I'm done. I'm done. I love but, it. Yeah. It was, it, but it is like putting you on the hot spot because I was choosing not to see that like, I was actually on the hot seat. Time was limited. And it was like, get the heck out of here. <laughs> it plays uh, games with you sometimes, hey? Do we have any closing statements, thoughts, anything? Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Nourish yourself. Yeah. Don't judge what comes up. Like, too Whenever nerdy. you're... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I thought you were... I was going to say, whenever you're in a space that, um, you know, the mind can click off, a lot of times that's the best thing for you is to just tap out for a little bit. So if that's what you need, then take that. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. Um, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, obviously, we're on social media. So if you want to share it that way, if you're on Apple, if you leave a review, it actually boosts us quite a bit. So if you want to leave a like a positive review, it'd be great. But we accept all <laughs> the things. Um, we love emails and we love um, input. So we all have social media. You can contact us at the Spiritual Boss podcast on instagram or spiritual boss podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email um, and then of course each of us individually but we love your guys's input for um, episodes ideas or discussions um, so please get in touch with us peace in peace out <laughs>